This is Dr. Nancy Lynn. I'm so glad you're here. Meditation and mindfulness practice have been compelling in its ability to alleviate sleeplessness, chronic anxiety, reduce symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorders, increase mental clarity, attention span, lifespan, happiness, and immune system functioning, among so many other benefits. Perhaps this is because taking consistent, intentional time for yourself for self-care especially when you just need a moment for yourself to decompress from your surroundings, quiet your tricky mind, and constantly reliving those different stories aren't working because your brain is working so hard unnecessarily. Yes, meditation allows for a time of mental reboot, recharge, a braincation, if you will, where intentional breathing and sitting happens, where the brain waves and the structure of your brain changes for the good. Incredible changes are waiting for you here as I guide you through different types of mindfulness exercises coupled with life-relevant topics to help navigate self-care time with more therapeutic benefits, perhaps an action plan or two on how to get unstuck out of a sticky situation, set better intentions, gain more clarity, cultivate more self-confidence, perhaps helping you find a space of ease. Aha! calm. One bite-sized meditation podcast at a time. One breath at a time. Let's begin. Stress comes in all forms and from all directions, especially for families in these super busy, technology-filled, technology-advanced, yet tough economic times. However, even with the technology we are available to access. One of the biggest causes of stress is family communication or lack of there. As humans, most of us have the ability to experience emotional and physical stress and articulate just how the struggle with stress manifests into so many areas of our life, which most of us can identify as unhealthy or at least No, it shows up as discomfort in the mind and body. Chronic stress levels that are not managed, it can interfere with learning, relationships, physical areas of bodily functioning, and our overall well-being. There are lots of different characteristics and changes in an individual when faced with chronic stress. Emotional changes can look like agitation, anxiousness, depression. So you want to pay attention to changes in behavior of your loved ones and in yourself. Perhaps other characteristics, physical changes. People under stress, they tend to get sick more often, complain of headaches and stomach aches, other aches and pains in the body. Behavioral changes are also a characteristic. Look for changes in eating or sleeping habits, avoidance of normal daily activities, personal hygiene and self-care. Well, that will go to the wayside. Demonstrating and feeling withdrawn, those are other characteristics of stress. And lastly, cognitive changes. You might notice decreased concentration, mental clarity, forgetfulness, and the appearance of, well, carelessness. Now, when looking at family stress relief strategies, it's wise to note that every family entity will look different. And the definition of family may very well be interpreted uniquely depending on who you ask. One thing is definitely for sure. There are so many more collections of individual bodies working and living together in both 
formal and informal partnerships around the world now more than ever before. And humans have found new ways to structure their family by evolving away from the traditional nuclear mom and dad with two kids. There are extended families and childless families, single parents, step grandparents, non-related families, and many more, especially with different preferences, personalities, individual needs, habits, growing stages, interests, living situations, stress on any family structure and entity will most likely cycle in and out of homeostasis and a little chaos. And I believe there are a few ways to manage and minimize the friction and unfortunate tension. The unfortunate reality is that everyone receives and delivers messaging differently and has their own subset of stressors. Most adults and kids communicate differently and kids and teens gladly communicate to everyone but their family. Seems like texting, email, Facebook, Instagram, gaming, TikTok, Snapchat are better ways to communicate than sitting down and chatting with family, right? Nowadays, it can be really tough to get through to the ones closest to us, especially in our home, living in the close space around you, especially with kids, which makes it a challenge when you're wanting so hard to strengthen your family's bond and keep home life peaceful and happy. I believe that empathetic listening, compassion, and ongoing communication, these are the keys to a less stressed family environment. Okay, so how do we implement those? First, get involved with your children. One way to get more involved with your kids is to start communicating in a way that they're going to actually listen. And this may mean that you need to learn how to text, email, get on their social media platforms, the ones that your kids are on. And the idea is to be a source of support for your child. And that means you need to be an active player in their life, even if they might push you away and you feel some resistance. And the second way is to adopt and practice empathetic listening. And I talked about that earlier, where you really genuinely care about your child or anyone you are talking to and what they are saying. So to do this, you have to be present and really listen, hang on to every word with great attention and intention with your eyes, your ears, your heart. People, especially your children, they know when you are present or not. Put your phone down. Maintain eye contact and really listen to what excites your children, their stories. Then ask more questions about those subjects. And when you show interest, that connection between you and your child, it becomes stronger. A way to build better communication is to foster compassion. And that comes from putting yourself in their shoes just to feel what it is like to feel what they're feeling in this moment. Let me give you a little insight as to what the top stressors in our modern child's life are. According to January 2019's article by American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, stressed out parents, this is a huge source of stress for kids. Crazy and rushed morning routines, while getting a good night's sleep for a smoother morning, that's really, really important. When you're tired, you're less patient. That's in our kids and that's in ourselves as well. 
Kids stress about not making the cut or the team. They stress about peer pressure and bullying, being overscheduled. You know, being overscheduled, having a hyper schedule of clubs and music and dance and sports, language lessons, these can really overwhelm kids and parents too because you're their ride. Moving and changing schools of any kind, this can spark stress as well, especially homeschooling and where we're finding that our idea of what school was supposed to look like has shifted so much in the last couple of months. Parenting, parenting is very hard and when you're fighting in front of your children, this can dial up the anxiety as well in kids. New sibling or step parents, expanding the family can put a definite strain on your children. Name calling and loud voices and angry words these teach our kids that it's okay to do so in the house. When kids don't make the team or they get denied to a party, these can be really crushing. So yes, we have to be mindful of what stresses out our children most. Let's move on to teens and young adults. Top stressors for this group School demands, frustrations, negative thoughts or feelings about themselves, changes in their bodies, problems with friends or peers at school. Here they're really, really wanting to fit in and they look towards their peers for social acceptance. Unsafe living environment or neighborhood, separation or divorce of parents, chronic illness or severe problems in the family, perhaps a death of a loved one and grieving after that moving or changing schools, changings in general of any kind of structure, family financial problems, and taking on too many activities or high expectations they have on themselves or from others. Now, even if you get active in your child's life, either online, the best way to communicate with your child is while they're at home. Talk to them face to face. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be curious about them. You might be surprised at how they respond. At first, it may seem a little awkward, but the more you do it, the easier communication will become. Okay, moving on to communication with your spouse or partner. Now, if you're lacking an open line of communication with your spouse or partner, one reason may be that you're not speaking each other's love language or understanding their relating style. The Five Love Languages is a well-known 1992 book by Gary Chapman on how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate. Discovering what resonates best toward your partner or spouse in terms of how he or she wants to be shown they are loved and how they express love. Well, that is the basis of the book and a great guide to bridging disconnect in intimate and close-knit relationships. Love languages range from physical touch, meaning love is expressed with physical connection, a hug, cuddles. Love language also can be shown and expressed by the words you say using positive affirmations, buying or receiving gifts, performing acts of service, or spending quality time together. A key way to uncover what your personal love languages is to ask yourself what you think is missing from your relationship that you're unhappy with right now and also how you would describe your perfect partner 
The love language you enjoy giving to others may differ from the love language you desire to receive. But once you know how to show love to your spouse, abundance will rise. Also, listen to your spouse's feelings. We're using that empathetic listening here as well. And this will often give you ideas about how you can fill their love tank. If your spouse says something along the lines of, you never touch me anymore, or she wants to hold hands all the time, well, her love language is possibly physical touch, right? If your spouse often uses the phrase, we never spend any time together and likes to just sit and talk, well, their love language is quality time. Communication here is key, and you'll need genuine compassion to truly connect. Schedule time each week to do so, and this practice will strengthen your bond. Spending quality time with your family. Another big stress on today's family is not spending enough quality time. And this is most likely because everyone is so busily involved in other activities that you barely have time to yourself, yet let alone another. This may also be because everyone is on a different electronical device in separate rooms, disconnected and self-absorbed in what they find is worthy. So how can you make time to spend with your family, intentional time? Well, you'll have to let go of what you want to do 100% of the time and give a little to others, connect with others in your home. So you're going to set aside at least one day out of the week and deem it family night or family day. Spending quality time with your family shows that you're interested in what they're doing and you care about them. Often, especially for teens, they think that their parents don't care about them because they're never home and they feel that their parents play a passive role in their lives. And because kids and teens don't often spend quality time with their families, they go elsewhere to get attention they crave. Unfortunately, elsewhere may not be a good place for your kids to be, depending on what stage of a social pandemic we are in. So make time to be lighter, more time to be filled with laughter, filled with better physical energy together, create more good memories together. Ensure you make time for your spouse or partner. Alone time is very important for all marriages and relationships, so you can continue to strengthen the bond and explore one another's dreams and desires for the family unit. Make the time. Take turns scheduling them and date each other again. Spark the spontaneity, the fun, the joy. What you pour your intention into will be stronger. Get excited to come home and share your highs and lows of the day and do this without distractions from other family members, especially extended family and kids. Make time for you and your partner. And also make sure that your family enjoys at least one meal together each day. And this is very important. Statistics show that families that eat together, they stay together better. Children do better in school and Overall, atmosphere in the home is more balanced and happier when you make eating together a priority. I love to go around the table and have each person talk about one thing that they did to make someone else happy and one thing they did that they could have done better. No one interrupts one another and everyone is heard and felt like 
they had a chance to speak. Financial burden. Ah, financial problems. They are another huge cause of major stress in families today. Often when the parents aren't in control of their finances, their children suffer the same financial burdens later on in life. And as parents, you teach your children financial responsibility from an early age. Get your little ones a piggy bank and help them learn about the importance of saving money. And as they get older, include them in the budget planning and the bill paying and the responsibilities around the house and the decision makings like what to eat for dinner. Help them understand the concept of a family entity and financial responsibility. Children should learn that money must be earned and work ethic is good and that debit or credit cards are not magically filled with money all the time. But more than that, a few of the greatest things that you can teach your kids is to research, work, plan, and think for themselves. In fact, everyone in the family structure should have a part in keeping the home balanced by pitching in on chores, meals, and maintaining good health for him or herself. Self-care is just as important as working hard towards ensuring that the living environment is everyone's duty and desire. If there is a miss, then stress will accumulate and then you know, it's time to practice more empathetic listening, compassion, and communication, and rediscover the love languages for each person as he or she is in a relationship to you. Remember, there are the closest people you live with and you love and care for them, yes. And that may be stressful to be around at times, but you'll need to practice ongoing compassion, cultivating happiness and habits using the tools that I talked about, especially if you want a balanced and happy every day. But there is one sentient being even closer than those of your family. And you must not neglect when looking at how to keep your home balanced, optimal, purposeful, and joyful. And it's you. I want you to take some time right now to close your eyes and sit in a comfortable seated position and begin to absorb everything that you have heard.
good. And as you continue to sit deeper and deeper, we go. Inhales and exhales through the nose as a sense of peace and calm blankets over your shoulders. Let's spend some time now to review what we've talked about. Top family stress relievers. And know that you now have the tools deeply embedded in your mind and you already know what to do next time you want to build a stronger, more solid, optimal, happier space in your home as you include all of the most important people you live with. Communicate by speaking directly to your family. Use empathetic listening. Cultivate communication and compassion by spending time by directly speaking to your family. Listening. Learn what love language your partner, your spouse, and your children speak and identify what your love language is and communicate that to your family. Spend time, quality time together as a cohesive entity. Game nights, family days, share your highs and lows, share what sparks your joy, Share what irks you. Sit down for at least one meal a day with each other. Mindfully. Turn the technology off. Eat with abundance and gratitude. Look into the people's eyes that you're talking to. Openly discuss your finances and financial situations and any other burdens that are happening in your life each day. Incorporating these strategies into your family life is going to help you have a more open, loving relationship with each of your family and non-family members that live close to your home or in your home. You'll be able to relieve the stress and tension that you have inside your mind and your body and also those that live close and with you. And you'll replace it with joy, gratitude, health, and happiness. Thank you so much for taking time to practice self-care and to learn about the stressors that live in family entities and how to best relieve them. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And again, I thank you so much for taking the time to practice self-care. Please consider subscribing and tell all of your friends and family about it. It's just one moment, one podcast at a time that makes a profound difference. For more information on life-changing habits that can set you into this space of incredible optimized health, 
please visit www.drnancylin.com. Hope you're having a fabulous day and I look forward to hearing from you soon.